Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined um, this afternoon uh, by a creative couple. Uh, we love a creative couple. Um, one of them uh, is a photographer. Uh, the other one is uh, creative of many kinds that I actually have to pull up her Instagram to name off all the things that she does, which I will do right now. She's a creative soul, model, dancer, singer, writer, a lot of facets there, but uh, I'm excited to talk to them about their passions, artistry, and why they do what they do. Thank you very much, Brennan Snyder, Sarah Gadzolinski, for joining oh, you said it right. Yay. <laughs> People usually see a Z and they're like, oh, how do you, how do you say that? I'm like, it's, it's really not that difficult. Gadzolinski. Uh, like, what is that, like Polish or something? Yeah. <laughs> with the ski. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's pretty obvious with the, with the, with the ski. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Well, um, dope. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. It's a nice lazy day. You can do better without the weather, but you know, <laughs> it's getting there. It's better than it was yesterday. Yeah. Two more, more weeks. Two more weeks. We get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that the days are getting a little longer. Yeah. Uh, that is certainly uh exciting but yeah it's we gotta hit we hit like several false springs before we get like some real warmth and i'm yeah, very much okay. ready i'm very much ready to you know put my slides back on <laughs> my flippy floppies i agree we did i did notice some flowers that were spring flowers popping up already in the front yard though good good just cool yeah <laughs> yeah i saw some of those uh on my walk the other day too so things are Waking up a little bit so far. There's from we got we got seeds to plant in my little garden, so we got some jalapeno seeds and some butternut squash seeds. So we grow some some life into this world <laughs> and some food. If we get lucky, that's exciting. Um, damn, you guys grow jalapenos. We just uh, so like we always try to save seeds, but a lot of times they come from like hybrid plants, so they don't regrow. But at my cabin this year, somebody gave us like, like just regular normal plant seeds. So we're gonna see if they grow. Gotta see different things. Just experiment. Dope. Well, well uh, gotta move them up on the porch this year because there's this little neighborhood dog that comes and eats all the plants. Yeah, <laughs> literally just come through my yard and his owner's just like, "Lady, go ahead, eat the apples or whatever the fuck falls from that tree outside." <laughs> Save me one uh, if they if they turn out. Yeah, the squash, sure. the squash is pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was a great squash. Oh word! Where are you guys located? Um, I'm in Shorewood, like just just literally on the border of Whitefish Bay. So, yeah, yeah, same. I, yeah, I'm in uh, River West. Um, so there's a lot of uh, garden plots out here. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of people grow their own food out here. I don't though, because I live in an apartment. But maybe, maybe one day. I had an awesome garden over there, but the landlords, people just totally took it down with a weed whacker. I don't think they even care. I was like, yeah, so, there was I like, was devastated. There was like rose bushes and everything. And they just went through the whole backyard and just destroyed everything. Like, mm, this must be a weed. Garlic, rosemary, thyme, all sorts of good stuff. And Sounds like, yeah. Bye. See ya. It's just a weed. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's unfortunate i've been thinking about getting into house plants this year just because like i live alone now and i feel like i don't know it could be uh 
good for my soul to kind of like you know take care of something it is we, it we, is. we actually just got um like my birthday this past year uh, i got a money tree and i've been watching that baby grow and it's you see it it's you just see yeah. it grow and you're just like oh i feel like such a proud plant mom <laughs> yeah yeah i want to feel like uh a, a happy dad you know <laughs> a happy plant dad it's yeah she too like you walk into a room and it just has this hue and this life to it yeah it's nice yeah well if i become a plant daddy i'll let you know <laughs> uh, so so uh brennan and sarah uh what we do what we talked about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so uh uh I know you guys from the internet, as I mean, as I meet most people these days. Um, people I see do creative shit. Uh, I often reach out and I'm like, hey, you trying to do this podcast? <laughs> you know, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's usually how it goes. Um, but uh, yeah, 21st guys, century. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, it's not like I'm going out to like networking events and shaking hands you know so but um sarah we originally uh planned uh you were the one i initially reached out to but brennan here uh joined us today and i know you're an avid photographer uh and you guys work together on your creative stuff so uh we'll start with kind of um you really the basic question i usually start with is uh where you guys are from uh where'd you guys grow up so i grew up in milwaukee wisconsin i've moved around all over southeastern wisconsin i've lived in chicago for a bit i've lived in colorado for a bit but midwest always kind of brings you back so i've replanted myself here and i've been back now in milwaukee for about three-ish years or so but cool. what yeah. uh what part of the city did you grow up in uh well on the north side and then North Shore, and then all the way up to like Cedarburg and Grafton. And yeah. yeah, so like, I'll give you a quick little rendition that I give everyone. Grow up in the ghetto of Milwaukee, moved to Glendale, Brown Deer, east side for school, down to Chicago, up to Grafton, Cedarburg, Menominee Falls, Germantown, then to Colorado, then to West Dallas, and now Shore Bay. And you got to the great side of things. <laughs> So you've, uh, yeah, you've definitely seen a lot of different uh, sides yes. of the area for sure. Which... I, I, I uh, like, I like the way that I grew up. It was very weird, but I feel like it's also helped me to be very diverse. So totally well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. Brennan, what about you? So I was a, a Navy baby in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and then my dad retired from the Navy. My mom worked for NASA at the time. And she, the way she put this, she got bored uh, finding errors in code and not being able to fix it. Cause you don't want to fix it and then lose a satellite somewhere else. So she ended up getting a job at Schneider National with this big orange truck you see everywhere. Yeah. She's like lead computer engineer up in Green Bay. So I would say I grew up in Green Bay really like teenage years, preteen. Like most of your life. And then as an adult, I, got really, really fortunate to be able to do some traveling and stuff. And then um, looking back at after that had ended, it was like, what do I, I want to do? What do I want to be? Green Bay, obviously, it's like, if you're not, 
you're not wearing cowboy boots and listening to rock and roll, you don't really fit in. So yeah. I was like, I want some diversity. I like, I've always liked Milwaukee until I was here. The vibe was fun. Uh, the people were great. And back pre-COVID days, you know, there's a festival every week. So there's something to yeah. celebrate. So that mixed with the diversity. I first moved to Waukesha, which was the most horrible decision I've ever made. <laughs> it was like a mini Green Bay with the big city. So issues. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So then I moved. I was like, you know, I'm left Green Bay for a reason. So now I'm typically like I stay with her in Charlotte a lot. My apartment's in it's right off of Humboldt, actually, in River West. Um, I'm Humboldt gonna, what? Humboldt and I want to say Chambers, I believe. It's right by Collectivo. Yeah. Oh, I used to live right behind Collectivo. <laughs> like yeah. right across from Circle like, A there. Clifford's like my backyard, basically. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's like that's what I like about River West, is like you'll find out you live like a block away from somebody. Mm -hmm. Because it's so tightly knit like that. Yeah. But I fell in love with River West too. Like it's not, you know, like you're not always going to agree with your neighbors because there's every corner of the mind is there. But yeah. that's the beautiful part of it. You know, like I don't have to be agreed with all the time. I'd rather not be. You know, so it's like that's the neighborhood. People kind of like rag on it. And I'm like, man, even if I was a billionaire, I would just buy it so I could let people live there for free. <laughs> Like, I don't ever want to leave River West. I really enjoy it. That's yeah. got a charm to it, for sure. Oh, yeah. I love it a ton. Um, because I, I'm originally from Illinois. But I came here for school uh, seven years ago. And I was on the east side for four, five years, actually. And then um, I've been in River West for the past two. And what really brought me here was, yeah, like, just... People are, there's a lot of hobbyists around here, like people that have various creative interests. Um, also, it's cheap. Also, it's like, I'm, I cover the music scene. Um, so like, there's plenty of basement shows, like you can catch shows at dive bars, you can, you know, like, they're all like in proximity with one another. It's like, there's always stuff going on here yeah. and like, what I like about it is like if people want to do something or like they want to make something cool happen, like it's very DIY. They just fucking do it. Yeah. You know? Riverwest 24 is the greatest. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do it this past year, but obviously, needless to say. COVID ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a bike and everything for it. He brought me like two years ago like for the first time and I was just like, oh my God, I haven't ridden a bike and I don't even know how long. And we just cruised around and, you know, an art bar is a really great place. There's so many good little places yeah. and like Locust Street Days, you know. Oh God, I love the punk show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I was a frequenter at, at High Dive or uh, H as they call it around here. Uh, <laughs> H. Yeah, I, that was my watering hole most of the time that or bremen you go to bremen a lot too yeah but um well dope uh okay so yeah i guess um brendan we'll start with you uh tell me a little bit about like mind is like when's the first time you really started like picking up the camera and uh Man. seeing what you could do uh i took a photography class in in like elementary school and my teacher 
you know, they, they compliment everybody. But I, she must have said something to my mom about just like the perspectives that I was catching rather than just being, you know, I think I was like seven or eight. So rather than just taking photos like a typical seven or eight year old, I think I was a little bit creative with it. And my mom ended up sticking a film camera in my hand. I still shoot like the camera I shoot like photo shoots with on film is that camera still. I still use oh, it. Oh, word. It's like an old school Canon XTI. I think it's the <laughs> XTI2. It's so old, but it, new lenses work on it, so I still use it. Oh, cool. And it's just been a thing ever since. I went to school for digital media. Um, it definitely fucking ruined photography for me, <laughs> especially like the commercial side of shit, which is so ugly. Like Coles. So <laughs> I quit shooting digitally and went back to just doing film. And then, I mean, if you go to my house right now and look, there's this negative, like, whole book of negatives, fucking awesome pictures that basically people around in my life will see, and that's about it. And I kind of like that. I still will shoot that. Actually, I'm waiting on developer in the mail right now, so I can do a whole other. We got 12 goals to do right now. Yes, I remembered. But from last year, <laughs> um, I did hit a point where I was like uh, new here, didn't know anybody, so I wanted to reach out and just make connections. Uh, build a little community, teach people what I knew, and then just meet people. And at the end of the day, make people look as gorgeous as I can possibly make them look. So I studied portraiture and then just kind of went off with that. And that's just like, it was almost a force. Like, I think to be creative, you have to force yourself into stuff that you're not ready to do. So yes. I, I, if you look at my portraiture too, you can kind of see it develop into where I developed the style that people would know me for, yeah. which is kind of a cool moment. I, I don't really look back on it too much because I'm so busy thinking about what I want to do next. But it is fun. Like sometimes I'll go back through like my whole agenda that I have to lay out to put to social media. A lot of it doesn't ever make it just because it's either paid for and I'm not going to put their work out there. But the personal stuff even for me is really cool. I really enjoy like seeing that actually happen. And the favorite part now is like, so I go by Chuck on there and I'll walk into places and people will be like, oh, Chuck, it's you. Like they, they recognize me from the community, which is what my goal was anyways. So it feels good to be there. This is Sarah's boyfriend, Chuck. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My boy, Chuck. Yeah, it was a, it was a guy that recognized uh, her modeling work and then knew that I was a photographer too. And he was like introducing us to his girlfriend. And it was the oh, first time she's ever seen anybody call me that. So I, mean, I was, <laughs> was like, really actually, funny. but I was like, no, like he wants to be known as that. So I was like, we'll just go with that. Yep, that, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where did it, where did Chuck come from? So it's just kind of a stage name. I own a, like a small um, construction company too, but because I shoot, I'll shoot like high fashion, like nudity and boudoir. I don't want my customers up in Whitefish Bay to see that stuff and then have this judgment on me. When I already show up to your house looking like this, if you're gonna do a huge contract, it's already hard enough to convince people. So I don't need that as well. When they are like, oh yeah, it's looking like. <laughs> I get, I I get it. It's an hit. alias. Yeah. yeah, the creative life can stay separate. <laughs> yeah, just the same, the same way that I do for dancing and stuff i'm hazel wolf <laughs> hazel wolf i like that well yeah. okay sarah let's uh turn it to you now um yeah so being as you do 
a myriad of things. What came first? Hmm. Probably the singing and writing when I was really young. I've always, I mean, I've never gotten the proper um, training for singing or anything, but I've always just loved singing it. And I mean, I guess even in the realms of dancing, like, I mean, like, people would always ask me if I was like in gymnastics and stuff as a kid, I would just be like doing flips and shit in my front yard. And I mean, it's always just kind of, I guess, been a part of me just inside, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess I, I really started just singing a lot when I was younger and that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to be a singer when I get up, you know? And then I would just write horrible songs when I was little, <laughs> but you know, and then now just try to write down journal and then just kind of slowly start turning those into songs or what have you. So. Word. Have you, uh, have you recorded anything? Um, just covers as of right now. Um, I'm actually supposed to be working with a good friend of mine to start creating some originals with her. Um, she's kind of in the works of creating some of her original music with a few of our friends right now. Um, but she's like, I need to have you come on. So hopefully that'll be in the next like few weeks or month or so, whenever we actually have time to put it together. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I just got this new microphone as I showed you earlier. And uh, yeah, so I've been kind of just playing around with that and starting to record and try to make them my like certain covers my own. Um, well, what have been your like um, some of your like go to's with the covers? Um, well, I mean, I can I can tell you like some go to karaoke songs <laughs> um, like I'll do Creep. By, by Radiohead, but it's the postmodern jukebox version, which is very like 20s vintage kind of style. Just totally, just I love that whole era of music and everything. So I'll, I'll like to dive into that or and like, even with other songs in the past, like some metal songs, I'd, I'd listen to a song and then like, just try to take the lyrics and mix it around to kind of give it that doo -doo vibe, <laughs> you know, like different sure. style. Yeah. Um, what have been some of your like biggest like uh, influences with your voice? Yeah, I mean you can you can jump in here. That's fine. She has the most epic, beautiful like big band twenties era sound. And okay. as her partner, I would see her gravitate to it. Yeah. But I don't know if you realize that you do it or not because she sings beautifully anyway. Which way. But I mean, out of nowhere, she'll nail those twenties sounds like perfect. I was just telling some guy randomly, I was like, I bet you know she's singing. We were like out for karaoke, and then it was, yeah, it was that song, the creep song. And his face he was just like, oh my god. Oh my god. And I was like, yeah, dude. I uh -huh. love it. I love, yeah, just it's that's just always like spoken to my soul. I feel like in a past life, I was definitely one of those, you know, jazz singers, you know, just getting up there and just performing and singing my fucking heart out. It's yeah. like that's that just like speaks to my soul, like that, that. Even, I mean, even going to New Orleans that kind of has that same kind of vibe. It's just all soul and passion and just playful as fuck, you know? I love New Orleans. Same. <laughs> I need to bring him so bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the places I've always really wanted to be. I never got to go. We're going. <laughs> That's a place where you're going to eat some foods you've never eaten. 
like ne- never thought that she would ever eat um, yeah. down there. It's uh, he hates seafood too. So. <laughs> I hate the morals and ethics of seafood. Well, once when I saw <laughs> freaking crawfish, I I didn't think I would ever eat it, but I eat it just to eat it. It wasn't bad, but just the little beady eyes and claws <laughs> and stuff started to freak me out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have actually heard that that description before. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm talking like alligator and rabbit type shit. No. Alligator tastes like chicken. Yeah. So Alligator's least, fire. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I had it in Florida once or twice. Yeah. Well, that would be a really dope uh, place for you to shoot one day, like oh, when you yes. visit. Brennan. Oh, like, dude. So I do portraiture and I also do street photography. And yeah. I know the color palettes down there. And it's all like I can close my eyes and like see photos of streets that I've never been to because of other things I've seen. Like Anna, mm-hmm. a friend of ours was FaceTiming us. She went down for something. She's pretty intoxicated. <laughs> but just the porch she was sitting on. I, yeah. I, like, dude, every time she turned, I was like, oh my God, photo, photo, photo. photo just the photo. front. No, that's the, like all the architecture down there is like absolutely insane and you just literally just fall in love with the romance of like the french essence the french quarter and yeah it's it's so beautiful it's very elegant yet vulnerable yeah Um, i would say that that's a good way to describe it (laughs) yeah definitely i mean it's it's definitely like been disadvantaged with like you know it's like uh proximity to sea level you know Mm -hmm. for example hurricane katrina Right. Or, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, socio-political issues down there as well, but Milwaukee obviously has those too. So it's like, you you know, you admire and embrace the city for all of its, you know, beauties and flaws and everything between. Um, and New Orleans is definitely a melting pot, very rich culture. Um, so, um, so Sarah, you, it sounds like you... Um, Sounds like you've uh, grown up listening to a lot of different shit. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, everything. What have been some of your like favorite artists like growing up? Like, what did you grow up listening to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, at work I danced to. I mean, I, I danced to a lot of different things, but I like usually danced to rock or like even um, some more. They're the way that they do it. We get to just pick our genres, but they're very confined. So. Um, most people think they're like, oh yeah, you must have grown up with a lot of like Metallica and this and that. I'm like, no, actually, like my parents were like raised me on ABBA and fucking Kenny Loggins and like, I mean, and Cher and like, there's a lot of older stuff that is just like, really? Yeah. Why? 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 But I remember, I mean, Britney Spears was my first CD. Like, she, I don't, I don't have the same, I didn't, like, I don't feel about her the same way I did, obviously, as I did a child, but like, she still holds a special place in my heart, and she was one of the first people who influenced me, her and Christina Aguilera, um, and I mean, gosh, I, I don't know, I've listened to like, I'm just like all over the board of it, it's really hard to like, determine of just, you know, just a few people, because then, I remember even I grew up with the, like I'm the youngest of four so anything that my older siblings were listening to I would find a little thing and watch a music video on Yahoo Music and then just jump around and find a whole bunch of different rock songs and then 
like then I started getting into like the heavier stuff and then when I met him he was into a lot of that I'm like you actually know this song I was like oh my god so we kind of surprised each other I was like, Dude, <laughs> some of these bands I've never heard anybody else know yeah you know which I'm sure there's probably a lot more but being from Green Bay everyone's like you from know and I'm like, no. Nah. And me living, like, growing up in the ghetto, like, no one listened to what I listened to. Like, I'd be in my room just jamming by myself to something, and then i try to make, like, a mix CD to bring to a little class party. I'm like, no one's going to want to listen to the same music I do. Yeah. I'm a, I, well, that's a great way to be. Um, I, I appreciate it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really dope, like, you know, having just such a, like, you know, diverse palette of sonic territories and stuff. Like, I, I mean, I was definitely like a classic rock kid, like in grunge, like those, that was yeah. mainly what I listened to in middle school. Of but now, like, I'm a total music nerd and I listen yeah. to everything because, man, like, music is just like so seamless and uh, like you can pull influencer inspiration or like insight um the three eyes if you will uh from anything <laughs> yeah i mean that's how we learn as humans right there's that sound there's a sound i have when my i put the lens on my sony body it makes a little ting like this freaking bell that just like shimmers in your nervous system and i want to yeah. like i want to like incorporate it into a song somehow just like in the rhythm or somewhere It'd be oh, so well, hell yeah well there's definitely some experimental artists in the music scene i have found that would definitely do stuff like that it's mm -hmm. cool what culturally defines music is also constantly shifting too yeah i mean and, yeah and even in today's music of the ever changing and mixing of different genres it's everything is, is as long as i can feel the music then like and I and I can like get passionate behind and feel what they're maybe speaking about or whatever. If it's at heart, like that that's what I'm all into. Certain. <laughs> Certain melody just hits just right, you know. Yeah. Well, so are you like actively like you said you've you've been um you plan to get together with some friends to mm -hmm. write some originals. Um so have you been like actively like writing like as of late? Yeah, I mean, I usually tend to find myself writing more when I'm just feeling strongly, which is unfortunately usually if I'm like distressed <laughs> or something. Um, but I mean, I, I'll, I'll usually write and then look at it later or even some of my old writings that I have like posted throughout my Instagram, I'll be able to look at that and then like later try to put a melody to it. Because if I try to write it out, with the melody and I feel like I get, I think about it, I overthink it. And so if I just like just write, just pour out, you know, whatever the fuck I need to say, and then kind of just translate it through there with the melody and like what the people who, cause I, I can't play any instrument besides the little recorder that we taught, got taught when we were like in middle school, but. Yeah. Um, I always get excited to see you. So she does like writing, writing, like little story writing. And you know, like writing a song is a lot different because you have to shorten up a lot of say yeah. to into something that fits on a time. So I think now that she's talking to her friend and like looking more into doing that, yeah, kind of a cool transition to see. Because I remember like like my little brother, 
people around me that I know that do music, mm-hmm. they'll you look at their lyrics and like when you know them personally, you can you know what the song's about, and you're like, yeah, I love the way you're showing that up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like a new thing that I'm excited to see you start to do. Yeah. Because I don't, I haven't seen before that you've attempted it. And yeah. I'm like really, I'm waiting for you to go and come back and be like, damn, okay, we got some work <laughs> to do. Because it'll be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah, me as a I, I, I relate to that a lot too. Because like a lot of the people in the music scene are like, like I know them personally. You know, like yeah. I know the place their lyrics and their music is coming from, mm-hmm. and that allows me to therefore relate to it a lot more and live vicariously into the music like without having to like force any force myself to feel any certain way like it's very authentic yeah and organic yeah definitely oh i just bought the uh the bright eyes um i'm wide awake i'm dreaming oh so good and i hadn't listened to that album in like (laughs) oh i have that on vinyl too yeah, it's been like 10 years now. Pull it like, out. Man, this guy just slaps you in the brain with the way he writes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He puts messages so short and simple. Just you're like, God, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's so good. We have That's... Fleetwood Mac just spinning around on side one right now. <laughs> man. Bright Eyes is some sad boy shit. <laughs> sad boy sad Saturdays. Boy forever, <laughs> sad boy always. I've been having I still would have, I don't care. That's I'm like, all the emo music, I'm all about it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, so I'm a Scorpio. So they always say, like, Scorpio is always, like, listening to sad music when they're sad. I'm like, yeah, like, I just, I want to, give me the status shit. I just want to feel it and, like, know that someone else is right there. It just, it's just vulnerable and, like you said, authentic. And, like, it's not the hippy-dippy fucking... Radio a, shit. It's not as sad as country. <laughs> my doll. I listen to country to like wash my brain of the metal and emo and like yeah. yeah you gotta, you gotta get a mix. You gotta but get it's sad. Mix. That's so sad. I'll find myself crying. And yeah. Okay. I'll switch back. But that's that's how it hits you. Like I mean, you could get like a really sad song that sounds really happy, or vice versa. You know what I mean? And that's the beauty of you know making music as well, because mm-hmm. you can just kind of hide it in plain sight. Yeah. Know? Well, that's what. That's exactly like what I find myself constantly. Um, I'm sure uh, you guys can relate to this too. Like when you contrast like the different styles of the various way, you know, people make music, but you like, but you find like a lot of the same emotions are being used for like all across the board of like, you know, metal or punk music or, you know, hip hop or indie rock or you know experimental like industrial shit or uh pop music or folk music like all of it country like all of it can like a lot of the emotions can all be used in versatile ways to convey like a lot of the same emotions if that makes sense where it's like you can have angry country songs you can have angry obviously metal is angry most of the time <laughs> or ang- like but it's like what fascinates me is just the way you know it's executed artists yeah they're like the way artists like just choose what like sonic textures and colors and signatures 
like click with them most in mm-hmm. the way that like makes them choose like oh i want to like i want to do this or i want to do that the relationship with between emotion and music is just like yeah. really fascinating i feel yeah. like that's that's so dire when making music you know if you're making music just i don't know i don't know if you can like you, you it needs to be it's it's it's, it's emotion that's like that's yeah you know like they do it commercially but it's even not in like the commercial experiences that i've seen mm-hmm. like they'll be like dude would send stuff to his producer and then he would be like can you shorten this up to just take these words out keep the melody do this yeah and then you know so like before they were signed he still has those original tracks and it's like i feel honored to even have them yeah and I show it to people that know who they were, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is like what sounded like first." <laughs> like, this is way yeah, better. It's so good. It's yeah. So good. But oh, even yeah. even the commercial pop stuff you hear on the radio, the artists themselves or whoever's writing it, because a lot of them don't write their own stuff, mm-hmm. but the writer themselves is writing it from an emotional point. Exactly. And they might even be writing the music to it as well, so that all like the melody, everything comes from somebody's emotion comes from like this ether and then they can that write it on the paper and yeah. someone can someone can be like okay i got it yeah but yeah. at the bottom of all of it it's like it definitely comes from yeah it comes from the emotional state and almost like an auto state where you just kind of roll it out and there it is yeah there it is there it is right on a plate yeah. for you yeah yeah sure. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun like, i don't i don't get into music too much, but I grew up in a really musical family. So I'll pick up a bass or a guitar, or sit down at the piano or sit down at the drums and I can I can bang around enough to play. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, dude, it's so much even the drums the other day, like I had not played drums in years. We were at my cousins, we had a birthday party, and rather than going out because of COVID season, we're all family, we all know each other, we're all responsible. So we went to the basement. Turned on all the guitars, sat down on the drums, and it was my turn in rotation to hit the drums. And I was like, shit, I haven't played in so long. And I ended up fucking killing yeah. it. I was just yeah. It was so much fun. We were just like play, playing things in the background, just turning like the the audio actually, you know, down, you know. And so we were just kind of singing over it and we did some Fleetwood Mac, like me and Nikki, just cousin. We did have you ever heard of the, the band Envy on the Coast? Yeah. Oh my god. We were doing it. Oh. Well, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> we were just freaking jamming and it was just like the most beautiful thing when you can just get a whole bunch of people together just just for fun, you know, and just yeah, make that. So it's fun too because you're playing like regular, like we were playing MB, but then because I have like a metal core in me mm-hmm. on the drums, I would put like little triplets in and just crash. It was so <laughs> it was so much fun. It sounded so good too. It was great. I like look over it. We had some of the husbands and wives were there that aren't musically inclined, but they all, I mean, they're part of our family. They know who we are. So I would look at my, like, my cousin's husband, Jonathan. I'm like, Jonathan, do we sound good or just me? He's like, you guys are awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that's <laughs> perfectly uh, being in the moment there. Yeah. yeah. There's also Not- the highlights of the COVID thing going. It's like silver lining, because otherwise we all would have just gone out, you know. Uh, dude, I miss shows so fucking much. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I know. I just want to go back to Cactus Club. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, dude, I was like, I'll get, I just had gotten rid of my roommates. I turned my spare room 
into like uh i got a projector so i turned into a theater slash music room yeah and i was listening to i don't know if you ever heard of oh sleeper but they're like a progressive like just crazy metal yeah they're pretty great and i got this urge in me to just start like hardcore dancing and moshing and then i'm like moshing in the room i'm like screaming i can't wait to go to a fucking show and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm like, I love you. Yeah. This is why I, I turned it as a camera. <laughs> oh, that's, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I've been talking about this on the show a lot with people that obviously feel the same way. The role of live music and that sense of community you get from it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone can collectively agree, like, we're not taking that for granted on the on the other side. Um I'll probably be going to shows that I wouldn't have gone to otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. like I, for one, like I'm trying to go to the club a little bit more. <laughs> like I was never much of like a clubber, but you know, we've been covering more like EDM and DJs and stuff mm-hmm. lately yeah. and breaking and entering and there's some neat shit going on out here. Yeah. We get spoiled that way too. We have a lot of friends that are big, big venue house DJs in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So when we visit there, they're still not really doing too much. And if they are, it's it's at a venue, but it's really reserved. You still have to yeah. sit and everything. Reserved tables. But they're like they're big names that have been there for you know 15, 20 years. So when we go down there, like part of the awesomeness of it is we'll go to like their loft or like their apartment where you can have a little bit more of an intimacy. Yeah. And then they'll just turn on their tunes and then they all just take turns DJing yeah. all night. And it's uh, just like, we're in they're the like, summers they're we'll the people the that people are trying to go see when they go to Chicago anyway. Yeah, I mean, and even one of the last times that we were down in Chicago, um, there was a girl, we went we went out to brunch with them, and then there was a girl actually playing a little live show in the street, and we're like, oh my god, live music, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was just, that was beautiful. it so was, it was so beautiful, and like, there's a lot of people just, we were all sitting in the street, and she was on the, on the sidewalk, right outside of this restaurant, and it was, just it was just so nice to actually just be able to like witness like isn't that so precious though how even just like a like a glimpse of that atmosphere is so rewarding and impactful just Mm -hmm. like in that moment like just imagine when you know we can all be like jumping around and partying again yeah there's a few things to learn from that though uh the neighborhood we go to down there is Pilsen and you know oh, yeah. Chicago's, Chicago's shutdown was like way way harsher than ours right? yeah so you would see like it's it was odd being in Chicago when nothing is going on it's the ghost town it was like almost frightening to see it that way but then in the morning you go outside and you see these walls that are like already whitewashed waiting for new murals and you see people working on it so like Pilsen went from I mean, they've always had a lot of murals, but like even still right now, every time we go down there, there's just a whole new side of a building like going on. Completely. And it's done so quickly too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, shit. Instead of everybody being cooped up inside, focused on partying like we used to, people are beautifying their neighborhoods, building community. So focusing really on their cool. art, it's you really know. Cool. Yeah, people are, well, it's also this time, this is making people think in abstract ways and like being obviously like you know being in quarantine but also just like you know the 
harsh political and social climate right now. I mean, it's it's just making people like think about different ways to express themselves and especially in such an isolating time mm-hmm. away, like doing it in ways that build community in different ways, like in yeah. in ways that different than they would have pre-COVID, like for, for example, the murals. I mean, that's like murals have been around, like murals have always been a thing, but it's yeah. just like, it's, you know, it's just, it's impactful and it's powerful that, you know, people are like, you know, still fostering a sense of togetherness, even in such an isolating time. That's what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and they're sanctioned, like they're definitely sanctioned by pills and, you know, they have like city workers will make, make the walls white. And then that's like the kind of, okay, go ahead for an artist to take the spot. But it's really different seeing it down there too, because it's like, it's almost like an unspoken rule amongst artists down there. Like, hey, they're all very talented. Mm-hmm. You know, just the size of the city, you're going to have a lot of talent. But you don't see any like defacement. You don't see anybody going over somebody else's work. Everyone respects. Even like, uh, like no. even like, ta- like, I don't see anybody tagging over other people's mm-hmm. stuff either. So there's like a definite unspoken rule there that's just like wow wow and like i see it coming up here like we just got that new artist just finished the one up underneath um underneath the highway on claiborne and water street okay yeah all there's like i just noticed it the other day when i was going to do a photo shoot sure yeah 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 totally and there's been a lot of murals popping up around river west or harambee like and the need, like there's a definite need for that because there's yeah. an identity there. There's an identity that it gives you a sense of identity. It gives you a sense of pride mm-hmm. that before it was like, uh, it was almost looked at like a, not that graffiti even to me, I love graffiti, but people will think that it's kind of like brings down property value and this and that. But now you see this whole shift where it's like, where do you think that that mural has started? They started doing graffiti and they got good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's making a statement about like we're in this together. Like if the people who are supposed to be taking care of us aren't taking care of us, mm-hmm. then we're gonna take care of each other. Yeah. You know? And that's so that's the bottom line, you know, that like people need people, you know. Yeah. So we all got each other and that's that's the community, you know. Right. And, totally. and throughout this whole pandemic or whatever. Like, I feel like it's just getting, a lot of people have been focusing on, it's easily, you know, it's easy to focus on the bad stuff, but when you actually have the time now to slow down and be able to work on your art or your craft or whatever, you know, it just, it gives it a whole new appreciation and perspective so that people can finally, you know, execute it now in, in that new way. Yeah. 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 And that's, um, that's a good way to circle back actually to another question I had for you, Sarah, was like, when you're writing, I guess as of late, this, you know, not to generalize it too much, but more just like as of late, like when you write, like what, like, what do you feel like you've, what place your writing has been coming from lately? Like, has it been coming from specific emotions or perceptions um, or feelings? Yeah, I mean, it, it all, it, like I can't force it you know what I mean like if I sometimes like I just have this like underlying feeling of like okay like there's like a creative bug in me right now like I need to like get something on paper or like if I just like get inspired like we were out a couple weeks ago for um, a friend of ours birthday 
and I just went outside for just some fresh air. Oh, yeah. And I was, out, I, was, I was outside by myself. And then I just like looked at the moon and got inspired naturally because I've always had the connection with the moon and yeah. sun and nature and la di da. But um, I just was staring up at it and it was, it was just kind of like really chilly, but it wasn't that bad outside. And typically I'm such a freeze baby, hence this blanket. Um, and I just, I was just like, okay, I'm like, I gotta, I'm feeling inspired right now. I was like, gotta, when I get back home, I'm gonna try to remember like this feeling so I can like actually write yeah. it. And I'm like, no, like I I'm just, I have a phone. Like, let me just write a, a little thing now to like, cause I'm in that mode, you know? So like, if I didn't do that, I would have lost that creative wave, if you will. Yeah. So I guess it just, it just depends on what's going on around me and like anytime inspiration hits, whether I'm just feeling something really strongly or like intuitively, um, or just like need to get something out, like then instead of like just keeping it in my head, like I just need to write it out. So it's it's you know it's just really dependent on doing it in the moment. Yeah, right. doing it in the moment. Well, that that instinct will definitely definitely suits you well when you know you're crafting songs, or at least when you'll be, you know, transitioning into into that mode for sure. Um, what about uh, dancing? How long, like, uh, how long have you been dancing? I've been dancing for almost four years. I think July will be four years. Wow. Yeah, I started dancing in Colorado and then moved back here. And then I'm like, what's up? Heck as a dancer. And then, um, yeah, and I never had any intention of ever doing it, but I absolutely fell in love with it. I, I mean, it's, it's given me way more than I ever thought. I like just, you know, for myself, it's got, it's given me so much freedom, like besides just financially, just being able to like be my own boss and create my own schedule. And it just kind of gives you like this. Um, yeah. It's, it's complete freedom and being able to explore different parts of yourself. And there's, I don't know, it's, it's literally like the most beautiful thing I've, I feel like I've experienced and been able to and lucky enough to do for a job. Anytime you push beyond a stereotype. Yeah. Somebody has it. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm all about, just breaking stereotypes and like pushing and breaking the molds. <laughs> so what do you um uh what is your work with it? So I am a pole dancer um downtown at silk on old world third street oh yeah sure. <laughs> we've been together three years and when i see it up there like i fucking drool hey that's that's dope that's <laughs> that's the way it should be yeah um, yeah yeah for sure and like it's 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 just like this whole thing like when i'm performing like i mean like i cheerleaded in high school and I've, like i said i've always kind of had this like performer aspect in me so when i get up there like I'm like, you know, obviously when there's other people around and like enjoying it, that kind of like sparks something in me to keep going and whatever. But all in all, it's it's for me. It's a it's a performance for me to like be able to get in tune with my body, to be aware and conscious of how I'm moving and just like that that root chakra sexual energy that is that's just like that that's literally the creative source from us all. So like being able to be in that, it's 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 a beautiful thing to be able to experience pretty daily and like to exercise 
that, I guess, you know, and like, it's like, everyone's around like yes feed my fire but like the show is for me <laughs> you know this is for me not for you but you can watch <laughs> yeah and pay yeah <laughs> watch and pay yeah exactly she has a whole different persona too it's kind of like it's just so crazy to see because we're together every day and if she acted like that you know like if we were in the bedroom and she starts popping in there i'd be like dude smack it off <laughs> you know stop like, that stop. We're not at this point. but it's fucking so hot to witness because it's like I know her personally so it's weird I shouldn't say it's weird it's it's sexy to see her like Transform. taking like you can tell that she knows she's in control and it's super hot to see and then this whole persona that she like her mannerisms are a little different just her behavior the way she speaks is different yeah um, but the like, thing is like it's still me like I think that's one of the things why I'm also really successful and I love doing what I do is because I'm 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 me like I am I I don't really put on a specific like front or face you know it's 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 me it's just like it's just that alter ego of me yeah yeah it's you know and and you're able to like characterize yourself in that in that format however you please and uh, yeah it's badass uh it's super cool and I I uh, a couple years ago um, I was seeing somebody who like took pole dancing lessons and she was kind of like, like, I remember one night we were talking about it and she was like showing me that it's like a, there's a lot of, there's more conditioning that goes into it than people give credit. Oh, to. Yeah, it's not just like, you know, it's not just like spinning around a, a, a pole, a beam. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, there's a lot of like, you know, focus on strength and yeah, yeah. and where your, you're placing your body because you can easily slip and fall. Yeah, weight <laughs> transfer and like focus mm-hmm. on breathing and like, yeah, and just being cognizant of like what you're feeling and what in which part of your body and like, it's uh, it's no walk in the park. Yeah, <laughs> even to get your legs up, it's so much core strength that yeah, a typical person does not. Yeah. yeah, I would hurt myself. <laughs> he's actually like, pretty good. He's I'm good at it, but I'll still hurt myself. <laughs> I, I have a pole in the other room, in the second bedroom. And uh <laughs> one day I should show you the clip. Um he uh he's just like, hey, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little thing. So he he's like I was surprised. Me do this yet. And so he's wearing this hat and this thing is like sturdy on his head, and he just goes up and he came at it with a lot of force, and I was like surprised i was like oh my god like yeah. i'm impressed like holy shit and like he like flips his legs up and he's like spinning but he went with so much momentum that all of a sudden i saw his hat go flying and i was like oh and then it he knocked down the pole oh man i yeah, like we've both been on it and that's true, never I'm happened true. i mean i put it up myself i'm a contractor <laughs> that thing should not come down no but you've been 170 pounds around at like 30 miles an hour there's a lot of force <laughs> it definitely pulled it straight off the ceiling yeah that yeah. was crazy it actually got on a went viral on an a instagram called dancer room locker room or dancers locker room Can you sent it to me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was fun uh, I was, in my head i was going to be the sexiest thing she's ever seen <laughs> I you flipped, were. <laughs> I flipped my legs up and like, because I, I learned how to pinch the pole with my legs and then let go with my arms. Yeah. So I was gonna do that and then come out of it and be all sexy. And as soon as I let go with my hands, I felt it go, but I, I didn't know where I was. And I grew up skateboarding and riding dirt bikes and stuff, so I'm used to crashing, so I was fine. 
but it looks terrible. <laughs> it looks horrible. I'm, uh, I'm anticipating. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching it. For I'm sure. sending it to you right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so Sarah, how about um, modeling? What, uh, when did you get into modeling? Um, I got into modeling, I think, pretty young. I mean, I remember like the little, I've always wanted to and stuff in the same way that, I, that, that singing and like that performer aspect has always kind of had. And, but like, I remember going through malls and like those little, um, little scammy things were just like, oh yeah, get your child to model, blah, blah, blah. And so my mom would bring me in through that. And I remember like practicing my walk and like, but I'm, I'm five three, so I was always too short to, I mean, now that's not really a thing, especially with the way that Instagram has kind of grown in a lot of ways, um, which I think is really awesome. But, um, you know, I, I, I really got into it when I was younger, but I just kind of started to let go of that. I was just like, oh, I'm too short. I'm never going to actually be able to, you know, be really successful at it or do anything with it. And then it all kind of like slowly started back up, like some of my friends that were photographers or that are photographers just like just getting into their photography and like hey can you model for me and it would just be like little things of like that and just helping them out and us helping each other out um and then yeah I don't know more and more people started asking as Instagram grew and as I would just start posting more and getting more creative and it's always just been like a I don't know like I mean even when I met him like and I did my first shoot with him like this, the, this was supposed to be just strictly professional between him and I, and then we just happened very, very organically. But um, I don't know, it's, it's yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it's it just very natural and just the yeah. way that I, I love being, because I remember at my heaviest weight that I, that I was, I didn't like the way that I looked and a photographer reached out to me and we just did like a photo shoot in the woods and um but like even still like there it started off like that and like I slowly started to regain my confidence within like how I looked and everything because it's like within a photographer's job like you you know you start to feel more beautiful and and then I just I don't know I just started going out and just wanted to be a creative in any way that I possibly can and that was another outlet for me so and dope and definitely the costuming yeah is a is a fun like aspect of that creative expression yeah and then that, and same thing with even with dancing like the costuming of that and like it all just kind of correlates you know together in one um and like with dancing with with modeling you know and makeup and hair and everything you just get to have fun with all of it you know yeah yeah certainly sometimes you got to brave out some really rough conditions like the cold sucks sure. it's, it's worth exactly. it you could get those amazing shots but like you're like during christmas we went out for we just did ad work huh i just did we just did some ad work for yeah. a, a local company called uh, unreal incorporated mm -hmm. and the shoot like the ads that he ended up that we got typically i'll end up getting at least a hundred exposures for somebody that, that they can use i think we got like maybe 10 because it was like so the first cold. really cold day it was 17 degrees so i couldn't even feel my hand when i was working oh yeah but it's christmas for day. everyone who braved it you got really good content yeah it's totally worth it but it was just like one of those mornings i won't back out of shit yeah like photography i'm like no like we're doing it i don't care because oh. there's a there's a gold that comes to suffering through shit too mm -hmm. 
that makes it that so, much uh, more worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perseverance is it pays off. <laughs> just puts a feel in the photos. You know, for me, my my thing is all I'm doing is paying attention to light and then expression and mannerisms. So there was like a <laughs> sometimes it's like <laughs> grind to get through with the cold. Mm -hmm. Holding that position. Yeah. I've been in some some photo shoots where it's been um, in the middle of the photo shoot, it just started downpouring. Mm -hmm. And, and you got you got to work with what you got. So, and then yeah. it was in the middle of summer, so mosquitoes were just everywhere. And so, like, I have to like hold this position uh, while they're trying to like shoot me, and I'm like slapping my face and like, uh, <laughs> like trying not to get eaten alive as I'm getting. Oh, we did one at my cabin. You can see all the flies. Well, there's that one too, but there's this one I did. Um, it was worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is. Oh, I I like like the way you guys are kind of um, just reflecting a lot in tales of shoot here um, and what the end results are. Because like, I've been getting a lot since this, I mean, I've always been interested in it, but definitely in the last year, like in quarantine, I've been getting a lot more into like personal photography of like, like I, I, I love, I've always loved taking pictures of places I go, but mm -hmm. I'm doing it a, a lot more like intentionally yeah. Unless, like I've been visiting um, like more parks and hikes and trails and stuff like that. Or I do like little day trips that, you know, um, I think would be scenic or would be otherwise like just cool to see how like what images you you walk away from with it. And I've just been like like the other day, um, my friend and I went to Seven Bridges yes. for the first time and it, like wow like that place is is like like a wonderland it's it's like so mystical um and then like um I've really been enjoying like going along to like Bradford or Atwater Beach and looking at the different taking pictures of the different like ice formations it's yeah. like kind of transitioning into spring right now um I I'm really like interested in the sky and like the way the sky can like you know like that yeah it can that yeah and it can just paint such you know ornate pictures with the clouds and the colors and stuff like breathe so much like inspiration in me to like embrace the fact that like anything like you can make you you can work with all like any of your surroundings like you can make like depending on like what perspective or how you approach it like you can make pretty much anything around you look cool mm -hmm. and especially with like like even just like editing on the iphone tools of like the contrast and the saturation and shit like that like i'm taking pictures i never thought that like i was good enough to ever take yeah mm -hmm. that's cool and it is when you get into it like that's the first bridge is like what you said about uh the perspective you're using in photography the more you do it and the more you're aware and intentionally doing it, you learn from just, you go from just seeing shit around you to actually being observant of everything around you. And you actually like really see things for what they are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like, I always equate it to that scene in American Beauty with the bay. Oh it's yeah. Talking about, you know, it's just a fucking bay, but there's a whole life behind it. And that's, 
every single thing around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I think of that scene every time I see a plastic bag. <laughs> I, just did a, I just did a photo shoot with a plastic bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you and getting to document that those observances is very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should have asked this earlier. How did you guys meet exactly? So we actually met through a friend of ours. Um, I went to college with this girl um, and, and she actually models as well. And he met her, I mean, far before I actually oh, ever yeah. knew her. I, knew her. I think I met her when she was like 14. And, she had a show. and I was back in town visiting from Colorado. Um, and I just, I saw the recent shoot that she did with him. And I had no idea what he looked like, who he was. I just saw his work and I was like, oh my God, I would totally love to work with him. Like I love his vibe, his like the moodiness of it. Like, hell yeah. Like give me He's a got a cool hat. He's got a cool hat. <laughs> oh, He's got yeah. a cool hat. My hats weren't this good back then. Oh yeah, yeah. You upgraded, sure. <laughs> People usually. I was just kidding. She actually met me. I wasn't allowed to wear a hat in the club, so she met me with like, I'm the only thing I'm self conscious about is if my head is not shaved properly because I'm bald. It looks horrible in my opinion. Sure. Okay. My hair was such shit that day. I was like, yeah, I don't know in here. So, so. <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. So I um. I just, we, we just like messaged each other and then I was just like, yeah, hey, I'd totally love to work with you. And when I was visiting, I like, I would come here for like a month at a time. Um, so I'd work at the Silver Spring Silk because um, um, I originally started waitressing there, like, you know, when I first started ever working in that industry. Um, but I was, I was dancing there when I came back and I was like, hey, if you're not going to be weird, like, this is where I work and we can talk about the photo shoot and whatever um it's a big risk yeah i know so weird. yeah <laughs> especially with like any photographer or model kind of situation you don't know if they're going to be creepy or if like you know so it's just kind of like a little test as well like just in my own mind of like this photographer model relationship yeah let me let me bring you into the most like vulnerable state you could be come into my work where i'm half naked <laughs> and let's just see how you act yeah and uh, and it was it was chill. Like he, I never got any weird vibes from him. We just like sat at the end of the bar and just talked. He never asked me to do a dance or anything. We just chit chatted, and I was like, okay, we could be friends. We could be friends. <laughs> and when we did our first photo shoot, um, we just created some magic, and then slowly we were, like, and then we became really close and closer, and then things just started happening. And she fell in love with all she started. He fell, he fell in love first. It's, he... oh. <laughs> this is a. Uh... We're getting a couple arguments. You're always. <laughs> this is always a controversy. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Um, it was fun for me on that side of things because, like, my biggest thing as a photographer is there's a, it's a small community in Milwaukee, and you have a few dudes who I will not name, but they kind of got into it for the wrong reason, just to meet people. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few of them be like, dude, how you, how you, how you have so many models that are willing to just get naked in front of you? It's like, uh, I first, I don't start off as a fucking creep trying to do yeah. that. Yeah. Like one of my personal practices is every time you aim a big camera at somebody, even if they're a model, there still is like a little tension. Mm-hmm. And I'm always focused on expression and mannerisms. So it's easier for me if we build a rapport first. Yeah. Like go have some coffee, have a conversation, even if it's not about the shoot, just to shoot the shit and get to know each other. Because then I know how to joke with you, I know how to make you comfortable. And then that 
is where I'll start doing my work after we have a little bit of a rapport. Yeah. So in the middle of building I'm... the rapport, it's kind of where things took off, which was really, what? even that in my head, I was like, is she? Our, our like our first like meeting outside yeah. of that we like went to go grab coffee and I wasn't sure if I was like I don't know we, we were just like are we into each other I don't know yeah it's not like I haven't been flirted with before but like during a shoot I'll fucking ignore it because it's like a this model is maybe or maybe not into me but also like I don't want I don't like doing that mm -hmm. I, like she's a first and only model I've ever dated probably ever will date just because I don't treat my art that way yeah so it's like it was so weird even in my head I was like I think she's with me, but I can't even let that cross my mind it's like so ethically wrong I guess I well yeah I mean especially like as men you mm -hmm. know like being really like you know self-aware of like mm -hmm. the vibes you're giving off because yeah there are some there definitely are creeps around here yeah and also like what's important like what you said about um like that you don't that you know you're 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 working with you're, you're focusing on your intention like and your intention yeah. being art and a lot of time and effort behind between me the camera and her you know? right and you know the like it's definitely a problematic part of culture is just how like quick people are to like from from like outside of that to like quickly like sexualize things oh yeah when really like i mean the like it's okay to sexualize yourself mm -hmm. like if that's what you if like that's what like um like what you were saying sarah about like if it's part of your own self-expression and your own liberation you know right. like it's part of your personal autonomy and that's great but when it comes from outside that's when it's unwelcome yeah guys but, aren't good at noticing either <laughs> like i'll sit next to a dude at the club and they think that she's totally into him <laughs> and i'm like her freaking dude i'm like sitting I'm like yeah dude she totally is she get a room <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like that's that's not the point yeah. you know like the point like, is that the art you're collaborating on something beautiful and like right. you know you know our the human body and the and the way the body like interacts with as you said like um movement and elegance and costuming and and lighting and all everything that goes into a shoot like elementally that's what's so cool and what should be taken out of it every time you know? yeah but i think i think you know women feel it they can totally tell mm -hmm. there's a reason like and I'm not I'm not shy about shit either. I'll say it straight straight up. Like uh, this is this is gonna be like an implied nude. It's gonna require you to be topless. If you're not comfortable with that, we can do something else. Mm -hmm. But these are the images that I have scheduled for this. This is what the other models are gonna be doing. And then I've had people that are kind of timid about it, but the moment they see me work with another model, and it's not like I'm not, not even I don't even make comments about the beauty of the people, which obviously they are beautiful in every which way that they could be. But like I'm so directive about stuff. I'm like, okay, I need you to look at the ground, look up, give me your right shoulder a little bit. And they're like, oh wow, this guy's just doing That's this, nice. this fucking thing that yeah. we don't understand. Right. Yeah. Like, wow, look what's coming out the back, you know? So they're like, okay, yeah. And That's like nice. even with some of the girls that like he's asked um that I might know 
I'm just like, hey, like, I'll be there. So like, I don't feel uncomfortable, you know, I'm like, or even if he's doing a shoot with someone solo, like if I'm, or like, I might be there in the background, but not actually in the photos. I'll be there like hyping up the girl as well. Like, hey, no, yes, no. girl, you're looking fucking fire, you know? I'm always open with like, you know, if there's a significant other that they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Like if he doesn't trust that she's going to be around me like that, I'm always like, dude, you should come. Yeah. Totally, because I'd rather have you there where they're comfortable. Yeah. Than not. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's a big one. But there is that weird stigma because I did, I do have a friend where she's reached out to me a few times just for her own self. She's with a friend. There are two separate friends that are getting together and uh, she's got her summer body. She's been working on it. She got some new lingerie and stuff, mm-hmm. but she wanted to do photos for him. And we were talking about it and he overheard it and he made some really derogatory comment about, oh yeah, you're just trying to see your naked, this and that. And I was like, I was a little bit intoxicated and I almost got in a fist fight with him because I was like, dude, that's to me, that's super derogatory to even say. It's putting your work into question. Yeah. Yeah. That and not even that, just the morals that I have about it, but also demeaning the years of study of all this stuff that I've done. Right. Like I don't, I'm not just a photographer. I study it. I read other photographers, like the world changing photographers, the art changing photographers. Like I've spent photographers that have changed history. Yeah. yeah. Some thousands yeah. of hours into this, and you, because of the way you see it, and at the end of the day, you're just being jealous and projecting this onto me when it was all for you to begin with. Dude. <laughs> I was just Honestly. a little bit upset. I, I was like, it's off. okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally there. I know. <laughs> so what's been uh, the most recent shoot y'all have done together? We just did one with a friend, a friend of ours, Jackie. Yeah. Um, she just wanted some, like, she got some new cute lingerie and she wanted to shoot some for her boy. So we did a Valentine's Day shoot with her mm-hmm. and we were actually here. And it was yeah, funny because yeah. it was funny because she had a late night, didn't get here till the sun went down. So I had to work with all artificial lighting, which I cannot effing stand. But we made it work. But we made it work. And just the aesthetic, I turned out like sometimes there are shoots where you're like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. And then you'll catch this little creative wave and it just explodes. Yeah, and it'll just and really well. That's what happened. It was a great shoot. I have a lot of different little lighting in here in this place, so we were able to like kind of manipulate a lot of different things to, yeah, yeah to make it look really cool. <laughs> yeah. And I have this one. Um, it's called Fiberflies. It's like this crazy cool, colorful light whip thing that you can nice. dance around with and stuff. So it's like and, a, it's like an EDM toy. Yeah, and it, you know, I've had a but when I first got it or when I first saw it, he's just like on the floor like wow. <laughs> he's like she's in her zone. <laughs> um, yeah. But I I got it just a few days before we did that shoot, and I was like, you know what? And I was like, let's just let's bring this out and see what we could do with this, and just play it around with like the different fibers, fiber lights of that, and it turned out really pretty like pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like there's a lot of different things that you can do and. That was, I think that was our last shoot that we just did recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we knocked out, she had a birthday coming up. So, like, you know, everybody does like the invites. We made a, we did a little flyer, a little photo shoot for the flyer on Facebook, which is pretty cool. This is what we're talking about, everybody. <laughs> cool. uh, that is, that is sleek. My favorite gem. I got a, I needed to get a smaller camera for doing street photography, especially when there is people involved. Because a lot of people will duck away and really you need them to stay because they're the character of the photo. 
So this little thing is just like not intimidating. People look at it, sometimes they'll smile, sometimes they'll flick you off, sometimes or whatever, but it's like, that's the character I was looking for anyways, rather than like a hard swerve out. <laughs> so yeah. it totally works. But uh, the thing is beautiful, it's an amazing camera. Yeah, yeah. I need to get a camera again. I used to have a, a Canon Rebel T3. And before that, I mean, I- Big advice, you, don't ever buy a Rebel, <laughs> just don't. And in your past, in your staff, they used to have like, I think I used to have a Sony and other things, <laughs> but. I'll hear from both of you, uh, but what are your guys' goals uh, for the remainder of 2021? Sarah, we can start with you on this one. Okay, um, well, like I said earlier, um, I've, been, I've been feeling it, especially recently, like in the past maybe two months, just like that's creative flow and this like urgency to like, keep putting stuff out there um you know more of my writing or more of my singing because there was a point in my in my life where like I didn't even I, like I was didn't even want to sing um and so like I feel like I've kind of been refinding my voice again and um just kind of refining it and I just want to be able to get it out there and actually start recording stuff, whether it just starts off as covers and then, you know, goes into more original stuff and working with more people and collaborating. And then, you know, and also, you know, trying to expand more on my, my poll work and like bringing new stuff on there. Um, I want to be able to, to travel a lot this year. That's, we, we've got a few things kind of planned up for that, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like this big creative, surge just like happening right now and i and i feel like i just want to capitalize on it as much as i can wonderful oh well i think uh it's cool that you have several different avenues to to work with there um obviously doing several different having several different outlets so for one like yeah i i definitely hope um like i would love to hear your music one day um, yeah, that would be super, super dope. Um, so what if you uh, if you record stuff, send it my way. I'll, uh, I can send you like my most recent cover that I just did like a car karaoke thing. <laughs> but that was like something I just I posted like um, a regular of mine. Actually, she she sent me the song. And I mean, I've known the song before, but she's like, if you ever do um, a cover of this, like Oh my God, please, please record it and like send it to me. And so I was like, no, I was like, yeah, I'm in the car. Like that's usually, it was like my safe place to do it. Yeah. You know, so like I just kind of recorded it in the car and just put it, put something quick together. But it was the first time I actually put something out in like six or seven years, like out on YouTube, which was kind of exciting for me just because I haven't done it in a long time. So I was, yeah, just trying to do that and use this baby and create more stuff. Um, the one problem though with having so many different avenues it's a positive and a negative because then i'm like okay what do i want to focus on right now you know so it, it can be a little challenging sometimes but i just gotta i get that more. i get that too like there's not enough time in the day sometimes. <laughs> yeah but, brennan how about you what are some of your goals for the so year? i have uh two goals major goals on the opposite end of the spectrum or three one of them is as a photographer i look at what is the means to the end of my work right so a lot of 
it bugged me when I had the realization that all I'm doing is throwing stuff on a feed that gets scrolled. And then once it drops past your vision, it's gone for eternity. So I started doing prints and now I'm at a point where I actually just had an email reach out for a new company to do a coffee table book. Yes. And then the means to the end of that will be, I have a friend who actually he just released a movie recently, but he has a bunch of freelance work. So he's really put, he's really pushing me to create a website so he can give it to his people and, and get hired that way. I'm a little intimidated because I don't know if that means going to deal with people in Hollywood or wherever he's working from. And I'm not sure that I'm ready for that, but I, you know, that's growth. So you just got to do it. And my goal is to sit down get that website made and get that book printed. And then the big one is, um, thinking about means to the end. Uh, I was raised by a contractor. That's why I do contracting, but I don't want to be stuck to a single area so i've been looking at sailboats and you can buy them in just disarray and then because of my carpentry skill i can redo them and i've seen people buy them for like five thousand dollars and resell them for upwards of 50. so i want to start doing that and eventually be able to buy a big enough one where we can just live on it mm -hmm. and then just do that professionally just kind of hop around do one a season you know like we'll have the boat and then just have one in the yard that I'm working on, get rid of it, go down south for the winter, do that. So getting my life, our lives in track to go that direction mm -hmm. to the other goal. Yes. Because I just, I, yeah, I love doing whatever, but I miss, I miss the ocean. I love the lakes. I couldn't be without it. We were in the mountains recently and I was thinking about how beautiful it is, but really I'm a, I'm a water person, so. Man, I feel you on that. I couldn't imagine myself like, not living near water, you know? Yeah, it's- uh, When I lived in Colorado, much. that's how I felt too. I was like, oh my God, this is my first time ever seeing mountains and this is so beautiful. But every time I came back, I was just like, oh my God, water. Like, yeah. it's so nice to be by a body of water. Like I, there's, it's so, there's not really too much bodies yeah. of water. Maybe like a little stream or river yeah. somewhere, mountains, but- They don't have the same cadence that water does. Yeah, you're yeah. lucky if you find a, like a strong waterfall or something. Mm -hmm. Well, those are some great goals um very exciting goals um goals that really broaden your horizons so if uh if any if folks that see this ever like want to uh book you for a shoot uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you you go you go first. i guess i mean just you can reach out to me on instagram at sarah gads um or on facebook at sarah gadzelinski but instagram is probably the best way or even through him, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we work a lot together, even if we work with, a, like I've worked with a different, two different photographers and he came along and did some behind the scenes shots and stuff, um, you know, so like, I mean, whatever, whatever works, we're, we're two peas in the yeah. pod sometimes. Those photos actually almost won, they almost were in the top of black and white photography of the year, which was awesome. I almost got hung up in New York. I was like, <laughs> so close. That's badass. But, yeah. um, my social media that you would the best way to reach me would be uh chuck b underscore photo on instagram in that respect and then my other links are on that anyways so, mm -hmm. so facebook i'm kind of yeah it's more so that's more just so for the family <laughs> facebook I just Facebook's kinda, for the family instagram's the networking and everything else yeah yeah no, i 
I feel that. I, I, I found myself booking more episodes through, via Instagram yeah. than I have on Facebook because a lot of people don't check Messenger like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll include both of your, uh, all your handles and stuff uh, in the description as well so uh, folks can uh, check you all out. Um, good shit. Thanks. Thank you guys for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, Brennan. I'm glad you could join. Um, Super last minute, but I'm really happy yeah. you could join too. I ended up with the, I ended up with some time down today, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I have a podcast scheduled, but. Uh, and he's like, you should see if I should come. I was like, actually, that'd probably be really interesting, you know, just to get the aspect of, you yeah. know, who he is and the boyfriend of the dancer right. model and blah blah blah. That would be a whole podcast. Yeah, we, we can always we can always do more. Love to, love <laughs> yeah, well, it. it's cool because you know you guys obviously like you know collaborate so much with one another. Your work means so much to each other, and like it was wonderful to like yeah get like a really full perspective on how you guys operate, um, you know, both personally and professionally. So um, yeah, uh, for everyone watching. Um, you know what to do. I'll uh, be tagging uh, Sarah Gadzelinski as well as Brennan Snyder, aka Chuck B. It's Chuck B, right? Chuck B. <laughs> um, it's like B or D. Um, but uh, I'll be tagging all of their social media so you can get in touch with them if you're interested in booking some shoots. Uh, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. As always, we'll see you next time. <laughs>